This episode is brought to you in part by the Geek Therapy merch store on TeePublic. Our store features exclusive designs, podcast merch, and some of our favorite designs from around TeePublic. Check it out by visiting geektherapy.com slash store. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Oswek Cardona, and my co-hosts this week and every week are Brendan Saxton. Hello. Lara Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. Hi. Today we're talking about the joys and stresses of learning. That's what I'm going to call it. (laughs) (laughs) But first, let's check out what's new on the network. The Queer Comics Podcast has a new episode called Spin Me Off. Jedi Council did an episode on Bandersnatch. That came out a long time ago, Brandon. What are you doing? (laughs) Just trying to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's an inside joke there that we will tell you later. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) um, over on the Patreon, we launched the new GT Book Club, and our latest selection is the book Crash Override by Zoe Quinn. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, and a very, 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 very special thank you to our producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. Thank you. Woo! All right, so now for the topic this week, which I'm calling the joys and stresses of learning milestones. Uh, For a few reasons, people in the community have been doing their licensing exams. Um, Students in the community are going to have their finals soon. Some of us here are finishing up dissertations. Some of us just passed our licensing exam. I just finished the big course that I was working on for the past few months. It's funny, this week I had an Uber driver who was pretty stressed out about school. He told me he was going to graduate in a few weeks but he wasn't sure if he was, he's supposed to graduate in a few weeks, but he wasn't sure if he was going to because he has no idea where his grades are. He, he basically said, like, I, I don't know that I know anything, so I don't know if I'm going to graduate. And he was pretty stressed out. And it reminded me of uh, this time of year is pretty stressful for a lot of people. So I was hoping that maybe we could talk about some uh, tips, some stories that might be helpful to people and just talk about this wonderful horrible time of year Lara you just did your licensing exam Mm -hmm. what was it like to cram for that thing what'd you do you just like study the night before was that it (laughs) (laughs) I was I was miserable I am not a studier (laughs) I was miserable for oh uh, since I started studying in September and it's now April and I took my test in March so that was six months of studying can say like I crammed for like two months, but it was six months since I started uh, studying till when I took the test. I'm not a studier. What does that mean? That means in high school and and undergrad and even in grad school, I didn't study for tests. I just absorbed the information and was able to spew it back out on <laughs> on papers and on multiple choice tests. We didn't have very many multiple choice tests in grad school, but we did have a few. Yeah, so I I never made study habits when I was younger. I was a really good student. I Somehow I was able to absorb the information and keep it for at least an entire semester uh, and then completely lose all the information after. No, I remember some of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just some of it. The hard thing with studying for this exam was it covers everything I learned in grad school and everything I learned in three years of post-grad school work. And 
I had forgotten half of what I had learned in grad school because you learn all these different theories in grad school and when you're trying to get your license and you focus usually on one or two when you're actually practicing. So in those three years, I forgot about all the other stuff that I didn't use on a day-to-day basis. So I spent two months trying to cram all those theories into my brain and not jumble them up. And uh, then I took a test and miraculously passed it. (laughs) It felt like a miracle. I felt like I was going to fail the whole time. (laughs) Um, the Uber driver uh, was telling me that the the biggest challenge for him is that he can't read. Like he can he can read, but reading is really difficult for him. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I relate to a lot because when I did my licensing exam, I didn't read anything. Instead, I had these. At the time, there were CDs, and so it was all of the content that was supposed to be in the book on these like thirty CDs. And mm-hmm. I just kept listening to them over and over and over again, because for me, that's the only way I could pay attention to the information. Because if I started reading, I would immediately fall asleep. That's mm-hmm. something that happened in my whole life. I was not a very good, I was not a very good student. I was always a straight A student, but I wasn't a good student. Like I wasn't participating. I wasn't really studying a lot of what you described, Lara. Mm-hmm. But, you know, later in life, when I, when I had, you know, college and then the licensing exam, it was the same exact thing. It's like all this information that you started studying in grad school, all this stuff that came afterwards. It was just so hard, so much information at once in a like three hour test. How long was yours? Four hours. Four I hours. Fi- I finished in three and a half. Yeah. Mine was, I don't, yeah. I think, yeah, it was, it was around the same time. I remember it was like a whole afternoon, but at least that was really helpful for me to go in and find that content in a different format that I could mm-hmm. actually do it. I remember telling the the Uber driver, I told him that he uh, he should look for apps on his phone that allow him, that will read the documents to him and see if that helps. Because, I don't know, it changed my life when I was able to do that. I think one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much is because I learned so much through them. I'm so glad that they exist, mm-hmm. that format exists. Mm-hmm. And I, I had CDs. Uh, I had a, a colleague of mine gave me her stuff because study materials are very expensive. (laughs) Uh, So she gave me the CDs, the booklets, and flashcards. And I use mostly the booklets and the flashcards because I can listen to a lecture and take in the information, but for the most part, I need visuals. So people writing on the board, PowerPoints, and, and books. So I, in order for me to retain the information, I need to see it visually. That was how I was able to study. It was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> I think that's the theme of this podcast. It's going to be, it was rough. But it worked. No, I'm sure Brandon's going to tell us that it's not, that it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> your, your dissertation fell out, right? It just like poured it, out of you so easily. In it, a, in, it mostly in two nights. wrote itself. Really. Yeah, exactly. squeezed it out like an egg. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of pushing. Oh, now I'm visualizing this. <laughs> it's my sweet, sweet little dissertation egg. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to go from that idea. I'm sort of stuck on dissertation egg now. I'm picturing like um like a kiwi bird where their eggs are like the same size as their whole body. <laughs> it's a very large dissertation egg. My big baby. Well, Brendan, if that's the truth, then just, you know, 
you're done just, for today. Just you can all go home. <laughs> yeah. Or um, if it wasn't like that, we'd love to hear what it was like for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, all in all, my dissertation took me two years to complete. So that's starting with what I had to do to become a doctoral candidate in my department. So for my department, what they require is that you do what they call an area paper, which is a comprehensive paper that pretty much covers an entire literature of research, not only covering it, but analyzing it and then writing about what contributions you think you could provide to that area of literature or that area of research. So that was really the beginning of my dissertation because that really is the, the kind of sets the foundation for your dissertation work. If you change your path between that and your dissertation, you're really costing yourself a lot of time. So I don't think anyone actually does that. So that's where it all started. So I, I did my area paper. I, you have to defend your area paper. So that's with with the committee, assuming that they vote unanimously that you pass, you get your doctoral candidacy. And that allows you to start your dissertation formally. So I did that last year and started my dissertation put together the study idea, and then I collected all of my dissertation data over the summer of last year. And then it was my plan to have it um, written and defended by January. And I didn't quite hit my own goal. I was uh, a little bit busier than I expected during my internship year, and maybe a little bit more avoidant of the process than, than I anticipated I would be too. So I've, I've really been kind of hammering away at the last couple of months, as you all know, and I just finally formally scheduled my dissertation defense actually today. And Woo! it's, yeah, Woo thank you. It's going to be on the 30th of this month um, from three to five o'clock central time. So yeah, that's kind of the journey that's uh, led me through finishing up my dissertation and, and finishing up my doctoral degree. This is my 10th year of college. So I'm really excited to wrap it up. And close this chapter away for now and focus on something different for, for at least for the time being. And I t I'm talking about it maybe in a little bit of a lighthearted way. Yeah, I was going to say you don't sound nervous at all. No, <laughs> I, it, I, it has been a lot of work um, and, and certainly plenty of frustration. But I, I feel good about it. I, I've had a lot of really great support from a lot of friends. Um, Lauren was actually kind enough to read through it in a very thorough way and gave me some really, really helpful feedback and her thoughts about it. So that was great. So just, I, it's kind of, I feel like Goku with the spirit bomb, you know, everyone's kind of sending me their, their energy and I'm just ready to just kind of do the thing and, and just finish it up, you know, and get really tall hair and get super tall hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful sentiment about the spirit mm -hmm. bomb, but I want to hear about what were your challenges and frustrations along the way? Yeah, for sure. Screw your positivity, Brandon. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so challenges were just, first of all, getting the study designed. Um, that was a challenge in and of itself, trying to think of a novel idea to test um, and trying to think of a creative way to test that idea that was you know, going to hopefully produce some kind of meaningful information or at least meaningful as determined by my committee and my um, academic advisor. So that, that was a little bit bumpy at first too, just trying to kind of really hammer down the idea. I had a few different ideas for dissertation paths and I, I, I really was excited about the idea that I ended up pursuing and, and I got a little bit of pushback from some people that maybe it wasn't a good idea, but I really believed that it was. So I, uh, I pushed back against the pushback and ultimately ended up selling 
the people who I needed to on the idea, um, which was good. So that was really the first hurdle in um, in kind of the mini. Though there was just trying to collect all of the data, I really wanted to have the data collected before I started my internship. Just knowing working full time, it would be hard to find the time to to collect the data. So that was a very busy summer of just jamming on data collection and cleaning and making sure everything was the way it was supposed to be. And then I think really probably the biggest challenge was was just finishing it. Um, there was a lot of avoidance, I think. And so part of it was just being out of the the process being out of my graduate school office, where I was very used to just jamming out on this stuff, um, also being you know pretty busy with with internship and with trying to find a job and just trying to navigate everything else that kind of comes along with life. Um, so it was hard to find time to carve out to work on it, but it was also really easy for me to say, "Oh boy, you know I, I've still got time." Um, I'm, I'm really wiped out. It's probably better if I just rest right now. Um, kind of using the self-care as an avoidance strategy um, for a pretty considerable amount of time and ended up running up, I mean, against the clock pretty well here at the end. It's all going to turn out, thankfully. But it, it was hard to really finish it. Uh, there, just I think the avoidance piece and also just really, I mean, digging in, trying to make sense of the data. Um, statistics are are always changing there's not always clean answers for what you're supposed to do. So I was running into some some weird statistical problems that I wasn't sure how to navigate. And it's easy, again, like when you kind of come up against that stuff that's hard and, and you're not sure what to do, it's really easy just to say, man, this is tough. I, I don't think I can work on this tonight. I'm too wiped out. And I just did that a few too many times. I'm, ultimately, like I said, it's going to be okay. I, I've got it all wrapped up now. But, but it was a little touch and go sometimes. I, it, it was a little nerve-wracking. So do you think those moments when you said like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a break, were they, were they still helpful? Um, or do you they, regret like some of them? Like, were there times <laughs> when you said like, I shouldn't have taken a break. I should have just kept studying. There were, there were many times where I shouldn't have taken a break and I should have been working. <laughs> um, and, and it really, it, it's been a pretty weird year for me actually. And the, this dissertation is, is ranked the highest reason why. And again, I, I'm talking about it pretty nonchalantly. Um, and maybe in some ways minimizing the impact that it had for me. And I'm not saying this is just the reality of a dissertation or, or whatever. This was just the impact it had on me was that it all, I always felt like I had to be working on it or I had something to do. So if, for example, there was someone who wanted, you know, maybe to spend time with me or socialize or wanted me to do things with them on the weekends or on the evenings, it was very common for me to say, gosh, you know, I wish I could, but I really have to work on my dissertation. And then I would be in that moment. And sometimes I would work on it. Sometimes I would try to work on it. And sometimes I would avoid it or escape from working on it. But then that started creating conflict in other areas of my life where people were noticing, okay, you said that you couldn't, you know, spend time with me or hang out with me or do this thing because you had to work on your dissertation. But I see you're not working on your dissertation. And so, <laughs> called out. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I was called out by, big time by multiple people. That's why you put yourself offline on Steam, on PlayStation <laughs> Network. Mm -hmm. I did on put Nintendo. myself online, <laughs> offline on a lot of things this year. Um, that's very true. Um, and, and that was exactly the reason why is because I kind of just had to go offline for myself, you know, to empathize and see the perspective of the people who said that to me. Absolutely, I can understand. That would be very frustrating to have someone say, no, 
I'm not going to spend time with you because I have to do this thing. And then they didn't do that thing. So it was really a lot of grappling with like this inner conflict for myself and trying to get over this avoidance and, and, and really put in the time and, and do the work while also balancing a lot of the kind of interpersonal fallout that I was experiencing as a result of it. So it, it was a big year for me for sure. And, and I think just having that off of my shoulders in a few weeks is really going to feel pretty good, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like no feeling like reaching these milestones and putting them behind you. They, you know, this may be like one of the happiest days of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, and then when good. you're done and you're like, I don't know, what is free time? What do you do with that free time? <laughs> no, no. Sleep, time video for another games, podcast. Yeah, comics. we just made more podcasts. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, Brandon more video games and comics. <laughs> I am looking forward um Two more video games and comics. I do have a little backlog of games that I'm excited about. So, but I'm, I'm glad you touched on a lot of the things that you don't think about. Like, yeah, studying can be really hard, but life doesn't make it easier. No, <laughs> it doesn't make it easier at all. I mean, depending on your age and and what your relationship is, where you're living, what your friends are like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you didn't go into details, but it sounds like it would be really frustrating if your friends are like, I don't know, like, you know, having that push and pull, like, just leave me alone. I'm trying to finish my, my, my 10 years of schooling. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> it it was challenging for sure. I'll talk to you in two years. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it was tricky. And, and like I said, I, it's one of these weird things and I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying like the dissertation is the hardest thing. It, there are a lot of hard things. This is just a specific hard thing for me that I've been grappling with. Well, you're in the middle of it right now. So, I mean, that's why that's right. why we're talking yes. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, um, so, I think I, I sometimes I just – it was hard to try to communicate the experience um, to the people around me. Like, I know it seems like maybe I'm not working on this, but even if I'm not directly working on it, it's always impacting me or it's always, like, on my mind – and so I, that was hard for me to to communicate that effectively in a way that, you know, to try to to communicate that I'm, you know, still engaged in this relationship that we have together or this friendship or whatever. My advice to you is just to get new friends. I don't you know did say that. Helpful. I remember specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it worked beautifully. <laughs> I think for me, when I was studying it was rough when like I would plan out like, okay, I can go do this thing on Saturday, but Sunday I need to buckle down and get some studying done. And then people would invite me to do things on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. And they're like, but, but you went to go do this thing yesterday. (laughs) Why can't you spend time with me? And I said, you know, I got to schedule it out. We can hang out. After March fifth, <laughs> you know, towards the end, you were really good about partitioning off time because there were times when you yeah. would text me and say, "I'm taking an hour and a half to play Destiny." Yeah, I I tried really hard to do that because with my law and ethics exam, I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we would play for ninety minutes, and then you would you would go. That was it. And yeah, uh huh. I would, and I I planned it that way because my brain could not compute taking all that information all at once. So I, I did some, some study, some destiny, some study, some reading. Ah, so, so you would take breaks and then come back. Brandon would take a break and come back the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Different, and, different and those are two here. different ways of working and they work <laughs> yeah. for different people in different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely you, you need to take breaks cause you can burn out so easily with this definitely. stuff, especially. Yeah. 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 
when you're trying to cram all those theories in it like 10 theories in in a couple days and then you can't remember which topic and which intervention comes from which theory ooh not a good idea <laughs> well i think it's helpful to like like i knew exactly what you were going through so mm-hmm. i wasn't i never said like oh come on let's do one more battle like you know let's do one more level blah, blah, blah. exactly you know exactly. like i don't know brandon i don't know if you had any people around you who 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 knew the pain you were going through you know cuz if they can't relate it's it's hard for people to understand mm-hmm. uh, that that stress or a lot of people forget too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely appreciated that way because you do push me sometimes. Oh, come on, why don't we do this thing? And I'll be Not like, then. okay, <laughs> but you didn't do that with this, and I, yeah. I think it is because you related to me and you and you knew what I was going through and the struggle was real. <laughs> yeah, and the show would suck if you if you wouldn't have passed that test. <laughs> you would have oh been yeah, pretty oh, down yeah. for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was also important <laughs> for me to schedule that social time. Like for me, recording with you guys is social time. So I I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to record and I'll just study afterwards. Um, yeah, that yeah. was important too. Otherwise, yeah. your brain just becomes mush. Yeah, Lauren, do you have any tips or, or, or stories that might be helpful to people who right now are in the thick of it? For myself, um, I when I'm in like a like I really need to study situation, I, or I have a lot of writing to do or whatever, um, I like to use the the Pomodoro method, where um, you have egg timer or whatever and you do whatever you're working on for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break and then you do whatever you're working on for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break and you do that you know three or four times and then um, after that the you get like a longer break like a 45 minute break or whatever but I've found that um, even though it seems like it would be more interrupting to your workflow having to stop every little bit I find that I end up being a lot more productive in a shorter amount of time because I get really, really focused when I'm in the 25 minutes of work. And then when it's the five minute break time, it's like I completely step away from my desk. I get up, I'll do stretches or go get some water or whatever. And then when I sit back down, it's um, a lot faster to get back into that that headspace where you're totally immersed in what you're doing. And I think uh, doing the Pomodoro method like that gets you much, much better at basically tricking your your brain into doing what you want it to do when you want it to want it to do that. So it's like, okay, I'm setting my, you know, my Pomodoro timer on my phone now. And my brain's like, okay, I'm ready to 100% focus for 25 minutes. Exactly. And then then we have to do something else. Yeah, I, I like I like that strategy because in a way it's almost like you've made a little game for yourself. Yeah. Um, and you've also chopped up whatever it is, doesn't matter how big it is, you're chopping it up into 25 minute segments and 25 minutes doesn't feel like an eternity. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good amount of time and like I really like this thing called a time timer, but there are different like timers that you can use that yeah. show you how time is passing and how much you have left and there's like this Again, it does feel like a game. You're like, no, no, no. Like, I can, I can, I can do this. I can, I can do another five minutes, even mm-hmm. if you get distracted for a second. And then it doesn't feel as as huge. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another part of the Pomodoro method is um, I don't really practice this side, but you're supposed to, um, during the 25 minutes of work time, you're supposed to jot down any time that you get distracted by anything. If you're like, my stomach just grumbled, you're supposed to like make a little note about that. So it's like basically getting just like, sort of mindfulness where it's like you're acknowledging that your brain is like hey this other thing is happening but you're just sort of putting it on a note to the side to address when once you're on the break part i don't know it's it i feel like it's just it's good practice for focusing your attention and if you're still struggling which is definitely something that happens to me where it's like i'm gonna do the pomodoro and i set my timer for 25 minutes and then it's been like 15 minutes and i'm like oh god i'm still like (laughs) trying to open the right tab. This is not working. I'm still so distracted. It's it's like a little bit easier to be like, okay, well, just 10 more minutes and mm-hmm. then the five minute break and then we'll try it again. And if, if I'm still struggling, then, you know, maybe I'll just sort of give up or, you know, maybe I'll just keep f- fucking going for it and just being like, well, I can try another 25 minutes. See what happens. It can be very helpful. For some people, it just does not work. But, yeah, you know, of course. I, yeah. yeah. I definitely, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of different ideas here and they're all worth trying, getting new friends, limiting your (laughs) playtime. I mean, I think, I think a big part of this conversation is, is really focused on the idea of being self-aware. You need to focus, um, you know, pay attention to when you sit down and you study for three hours without taking a break and you look up and like the sun is set and you're starving and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, you know, pay attention to what, you know, what was going on that got you into that headspace. You know, pay attention to when you get distracted is like if my phone, I, my phone is almost always on silent occasionally I'll leave it on vibrate, but almost always it's on silent. But if I leave it face up, I see the notification light. And so it's like that light will be a distraction to me. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. the fix for that is put my phone face down. (laughs) It's like, oh, easy fix. And I'll remember that one for next time. I was studying at work a lot of times and I'm in an open office. So I got a sound machine app on my phone and put in some earbuds. And I found that the sound of... The, of an airplane cabin was the most soothing for me mm. that didn't put me to sleep, but was able, I was able to focus. And it actually sounded a lot like the, the study, the testing room that I was in. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. So it was very helpful. And my coworkers were really good about not bugging me when I had the headphones in. Um, and I would just do like a half an hour of studying, get some work done half an hour of studying, get some work done. Yeah. So sound machine apps are wonderful. My favorite sound is the a sandstorm on, on the app that I have. That's the <laughs> I don't one have that... a sandstorm. Mm-hmm. My app added a spaceship hum, though. What? Yeah, yeah. Which spaceship? I don't know. It just says spaceship hum. Send me the sound. See if I can pick out which one it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well... I mean, on the forum, definitely let us know if you have any tips or if any of these helped you or or what kind of struggles you're going through. Um, The Discord is definitely a a good place too, where you'll definitely find some support. We have an accomplishments channel, which is which is always great. I'm I'm expecting um, a lot of people celebrating stuff in a in a few weeks because it's that time of year. It's it's so hard, man. Like it is so hard. (laughs) I I feel for everyone at this time of year because it is really 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 hard 
So mm-hmm. congratulations to everybody who's who's made it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think you said something, uh, Brandon, that like it's taking longer than you expected it to, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that's that's fine too. You know, I mean, a lot of people, that's something that I saw a lot and something that I struggled with myself, which was like this sense of failure, you know, that I wasn't going to finish on the date that I was supposed to finish. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's fine. Like it's it's sometimes you need that extra time and a lot of people do it and it is it's it's not it's not a problem. It's not a sin. It's not it doesn't reflect poorly on you. Uh it's it's just sometimes, you know, you you need that extra time and that's okay mm-hmm. to take it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be licensed a year ago mm-hmm. and yeah. I am fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, exactly. The world did not end. Mhm. <laughs> Well, uh, let's take a break and then come back with some fictional examples of learning milestones in our Media Matters segment. We've partnered with TeePublic to sell Geek Therapy merch. On our store, you'll find t-shirts, stickers, mugs, tote bags, cell phone cases, and a lot more. With exclusives like our Comic-Con is My Therapy and Media Matters designs. You'll also find merch for all of our podcasts, but some of our favorite designs from other designers on TeePublic. Visit geektherapy.com slash store to see everything we're offering. Designs will come and go, so let us know if there's anything you want that isn't there now. Suggestions and fan art are always welcome. Again, visit geektherapy.com slash store to get some GT merch. All right, we're back to Media Matters. Media Matters. Related to uh, what we were talking about. So I asked you all to bring examples, uh, media examples of um, learning milestones, people learning, uh, that type of thing. I left it pretty open-ended. I'm curious uh, what you all brought. Laura, I know you had one that you mentioned already. Yeah, I was the first to be like, I called dibs. Because uh, <laughs> I thought you might bring it up, Postway, because you've been watching it and you like the show. Um one day at a time. I love mm-hmm. this show. I don't know what episode it is, but it is in season three, and it deals a lot with anxiety. Penelope, the main character, the mom, she is studying to be a nurse practitioner, and she's studying for her boards at the same time that life is going crazy because it's a sitcom. Yeah, she's got a full-time job. She's raising two kids. She's taking care of her mom, who had a stroke earlier. She is like, she's rocking it and doing it with a smile on her face uh, and hiding it from her kids that she's dealing with anxiety. And this whole episode, it would just like pause and go into black and white. And it would be this whole thing about what's going to happen she would start spiraling in her anxiety i'm never gonna pass my boards this is stupid i just wasted my whole life catastrophizing totally um and my wife and i would watch this every night together before bed and she looked at me and she was like is that because this came we watched it right after i took my test and she was like is this what it was like for you because i would literally have like panic attacks about taking this test and I was like this is exactly what it was like for me (laughs) and then she finds out that her daughter is having anxiety about taking the SAT and starts spiraling and the best scenes are when Elena is like the timer goes off she picks up the pencil and she breaks it and she's like pencils down (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
But she would then spiral. It would pause and go like black and white. And she would spiral and be like, you're never going to get into Yale. You're stupid. You're not going to get a job. What if you do get into Yale and your family's not going to be able to afford this? And I could hear in my mind when I was studying for the test, you're never going to be a good therapist. You're not going to get a job. You're, you wasted all your money on this schooling and you're not going to be able to support your family. Just spiral, spiral, spiral. And here I am a month later with my license and hopefully starting a new job soon. Woo. Yeah. Making a, a bunch more money. Woo. Feeling really confident about the work that I do. Woo. I have a lot of imposter syndrome, but uh, right now I'm feeling good. And uh, the, the coping strategies that they go through on the show are wonderful. And yeah. I think it was a really important depiction of what anxiety looks like, especially yeah. for kids that are dealing with high pressure from their families and schools and everything to do well and make it into that good college and be the person that they're expected to be. Yeah. My my favorite part about that episode is that you not only see the mom and the daughter ex having similar experiences, but then they talk about it. Mm -hmm. And the daughter expresses how important it was for her or how meaningful it was that her mom explained what she was going through. Because mm -hmm. the mom has been through mental health treatment and she understands what a panic attack is and didn't tell her kids until this moment yep but when yeah. but she did and she helps them right and then later mm -hmm. on in the season elena has another panic attack and her brother helps her out because now he knows you know and they and they yeah. they emphasize the importance of having of just being open about mm -hmm. mental health and the stressors of things like this and then how to be able you know how to help each other and how to support each other uh-huh and they and they stress yeah. the importance of having a person you can you can talk to or or reach out to to kind of stop that spiral. And for me, it was definitely my wife who sat there and would hold my hand and be like, okay, take a deep breath. You need to put it down. And I would yell at her and be like, no, I need to study. I need to get through this test. And she'd be like, no, you need to put it down. Let's go eat something. And then you can come back and study. <laughs> and I, I appreciated that. And she's probably not going to listen to this episode because she's so busy with her life. But she is the best at uh, helping me through those those moments. <laughs> Brandon, what you got? I was thinking about the show Community. Mm. Hey, um, yeah. Yeah, which involves, I mean, the, the premise is a study group. And the point, I guess, of what I was trying to say while I was talking about my dissertation and what links to Community, I think, is that it was so helpful to me to have so much social support from so many different people um, from mentors, from friends and family and people in the geek therapy community and all of you. Um, so I think that's, that's what's so I think neat about that show. Of course, the show is very funny and dramatic and way over the top sometimes, but the, at its core, it's just a group of people getting together to support each other and learn together. And I think there's something really neat about that. And it's certainly in kind of this time of reflection and transition for me, something that rings really true. And I'm really appreciative and, and grateful for all of the people who are kind of there supporting me along the way as I kind of 
finished my, I mean, this chapter of whatever this journey of life that I'm on. So I think that's that's something pretty cool. And I mean, the show is just funny. It has a couple of really neat D&D episodes. Um, I was about to say the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the whole point of that episode is to help Neil, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried about him. So they decide they know he likes D&D. So they mm-hmm. have a game for him and they they structure it around him having a good experience in the game mm-hmm. and it's it's so supportive and they are a study group but in, in that episode they're not studying at all <laughs> no <laughs> and uh, it's like i mean in some ways a very interesting and uncanny parallel to my own life where my own weekly D group was another regular scheduled event of socialization that i had every week where i had to get out of the house and i got to be with friends and do something that i really enjoy so yeah, community, great show, um, and encourage folks to watch it if they haven't, and encourage folks to reach out and embrace whatever social support that you can in those times of need while you're wrapping up your own scholastic or academic endeavors or whatever else you're working on. You know how how helpful was it to have so many activities already planned out and scheduled? Because you do Jedi Council, you've been doing mm-hmm. GT Radio since January, you mm-hmm. have your weekly D and D group. I don't know if you have anything else, but like those things, they were always there for you, right? They mm-hmm. were scheduled, they were in your calendar. And sometimes when you're lost in this, you know, end of year, end of semester grind, like you don't make time for yourself because it, it's hard. Or, or like you mentioned, like you feel guilty not continuing to study or working on your project. Mm-hmm. And, but you already had all that scheduled. Did that, was that really helpful? Um, I think that it was really helpful in the moment. I don't think it felt helpful. Because yeah. it it was kind of like I've already described, it always felt like, well, I really don't have time for that, is how I always felt. It was never actually true, yeah. but I always felt like, no, I don't have time. And, and there are even some things that I backed off on in the past year. There is a separate project that I started, um, a geek therapy kind of project that I just said, I, I don't have time for it. I, I can't do it for That's my so mental sad. health. I know. And, <laughs> and I, it was going to be very fun. Um, and maybe it's something that we need to think about going back to, but that's a separate conversation. But this is, this is a great example because when, when you said guys, like, and we were in it, right? We were in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, it, and then, it was started. Yeah. And then you, you said, I don't think I can do this. Like it's, it's too much time. I don't think I can really commit to it and do it right mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. And we were all like, yeah, no problem. Like Which take, was care, so nice. take care of what you need to take care of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially I, of course, as you all know, and probably listeners already picked it up, I tend to lean towards being apologetic and Midwestern, I guess, for lack of a better word. So that sort of response was of course, very reassuring for me. Um, the same was true for streaming. I just didn't have, or I, at least my perception was I didn't have time. So there was things that I was backing off on and I was certainly backing off on other things and relationships in my life. So I think having those scheduled things built in was so important for me, including this podcast and Jedi Council and D&D, because it was something that I, I had to do, which sounds bad. Of course, I didn't have to, but it was something that was that was built in and it it gave me a break that I had to take and it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it gave me another opportunity to just, you know, get that support from all of you and the other people in my life, which again, ties it back to community. And it's kind of what got me thinking about that in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think things like 
whether it's church on Sunday, Friday Night Magic, mm-hmm. New Comic Wednesday, like just having something scheduled in that's that's for you is is it kind of takes the pressure off, right? Especially mm-hmm. if it's something you've been doing for a long time. That could be really, really helpful. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Lauren. I brought a couple of examples. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The oh, Scooby, yeah. <laughs> the Scooby gang spent uh, a lot of time in the library, and then after the library got blown up, uh, at the magic store, doing lots of studying, lots of learning. Most of their encounters with various monsters, they would do research about it because they wanted to be informed. A lot of high-pressure learning. Yes, Need those answers quick before the apocalypse happens. Yeah, we've only got like 10 hours till the end of the world. So how fast can you read? <laughs> how fast can books. you read ancient Latin? <laughs> I don't remember shows before Buffy doing this. Many, many shows do this after Buffy. But I've always loved that. That there's a problem. We don't know how to solve it. Let's research. Let's study. Go to the library. Yep. And mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. I mean, plus Giles is like amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> librarians yeah hell yeah uh another example is uh harry potter lots of time spent studying Ah, took one of mine Uh, actually on my on my (laughs) so i I wrote the these as like a list on my notes and i wrote harry potter and the narrative climax during finals week (laughs) (laughs) yeah because all the problems happen right at the end of the school year yeah exactly <laughs> so weird how that always happens at Hogwarts. Impeccable timing. Um, yeah, and then uh, Tamara Pierce uh, novels, the the Tortal series, um, the Linus Quartet, and the Immortals Quartet, and the Protector of the Small Quartet. All are, I mean, especially the Alana series and the Kel series are very much focused on um, young women going through schooling and training. And being in, in a position of being uh, sort of underdogs and that there aren't other women around. So they're trying to show that they're as tough as the boys. Um, I think in the Protector of the Small series, the main character, Kel, goes to night school to become a knight. K- K-N-I-G-H-T, <laughs> night school. And her peers don't like her because she's a woman. And so uh, one of the like bully antagonist characters puts lead weights inside of her practice lance and uh, she figures it out pretty fast and instead of telling on him or switching to a different lance she ends up deciding to keep using the extra weighted lance because she figures shit is going to be tough for her no matter what so if she practices now and and makes it like really hard on herself then it'll be easier in the future because she'll have made herself that much stronger by uh you know taking on that extra extra weight but yeah i always i I read those books as a young adult myself but I, i always really liked the idea of like it's like as long as you keep trying and don't give up on yourself and depend on your friends for help when you need to, like you can you can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. Just don't give up. <laughs> keep learning. I had Hogwarts down for I wrote down seven years, right? That just it's seven years that they have to be in school to learn how to do magic. They don't just do magic, right? It it takes hard work and it takes a long time. And I like that we see so many characters that yes, yeah, some of them just get their powers and and their abilities, but others like Batman, you know, like he left and trained around the world to become mm-hmm. the best. Uh I love the example of Luke Skywalker, right? Where you see him training 
and like in Return of the Jedi, you see him like it's like oh snap like he's he's a Jedi now like he, he, like he graduated, but then you learn that he he didn't he he's like on spring break <laughs> like he still needs <laughs> way more training and then even all the way up to Episode Eight, I mean it's it's kind of implied that he there was still a lot for him to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's it's some sometimes learning is a is a lifelong process. Uh, one one of my favorite scenes from the movie Doctor Strange is when he tells he asks the what's her name the immortal one the ancient one ancient one and he asks her like how do I do what you do and she asks him like well how did you become a doctor <laughs> he's like well you know. He says, how do I get from here to there, right? Like to, to, to where you are. She says, how did you become a doctor? He said, well, study and practice. You know, and she just looks at him like, well, that's what you need to do here. Like if you want to become a sorcerer, <laughs> you got to study and practice. And it's so simple, but it's, and I love the way that the movie shows that, the the way he, he's learning, the way he's really creative with, <laughs> with how he's learning too. I mean, I love that scene so much that there's there's a t-shirt on the merch store that it's like a portal from Doctor Strange and it says that in, on the inside. It's like, how do I get from here to there? Study and practice. It's a, like a mantra for me. And speaking of like creativity and learning, one of my favorite movies is The Matrix. And I love that scene where Neo just, they download or upload Kung Fu to him and he's like, I know Kung Fu, <laughs> right? Hell yeah. And- I wish it was that quick. Exactly. Like I always, <laughs> I always, like you know, it's not that easy, right? And all these other examples I gave are the complete opposite of that. But still, it it always put into my mind that maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's a different form of learning. Maybe there's some other way that I can get information into my mind. And that was always in the back of my mind. And eventually, I got into educational technology. And there's so many different ways to learn. There's a lot of great uh, techniques. There's a lot of great technology out there that can really help you. And again, things like listening to content instead of reading it, things like listening to podcasts that, you know, I listen to most podcasts at like 2.5 speed. And it's not the same as uploading Kung Fu into my brain, but it feels that way sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, you're reading a thing over here and I'm like really fast (laughs) absorbing this information. And then you put it into practice and there's there's so many ways to learn that are so different from what we usually think of of learning. I don't know. It's it's exciting for me. I, I love that. And and but I think ultimately you need to put in the work and study yeah. and practice. Study and practice. Study and practice. You reminded me of the show Chuck. I hadn't thought about that in a hmm. long time, but that has uh, the premise is a, a regular dude uploads basically all the information into his brain it's been a long time since i watched that show but it's very similar to the matrix stuff where it's just like he he just uploaded all of the knowledge but a big you know uh, an ongoing conflict within the the show is that chuck would have the information that he needed but he didn't know how to utilize it in a useful way so i think that's that's uh also an interesting add-on to our whole conversation is like (laughs) learning is really important and good but also learning when and how to utilize that knowledge is also really important yeah my first career was as an engineer and when i wanted to switch jobs at one point i went to an interview and it had only been two years since i had graduated from my undergrad and i took a test and me and the recruiter ended up laughing afterwards because i didn't remember anything (laughs) because i never used anything that i that i learned in school it was so sad. I had lost all of it in two years. And it probably takes a lot less than that to, to lose it if you don't use it. Yep. Use it or lose it. 
Yep. Learning. <laughs> yep. All right. And before we wrap up, let's do a new segment called, for now, we can change it later, but the hype train. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> something, whatever you are all excited about for the next, uh, I don't know, in the near future. Last week, we completely got derailed from our topic because of the <laughs> hype train. And mm-hmm. that's, that's exciting. So I'm just curious, what are you all looking forward to that isn't Game of Thrones? Okay, oh, Don't man. say Game of Thrones. We're all looking forward to Game of Thrones. It's coming out. The first episode is the day after this episode posts. So, Ooh. you know, other than Game of Thrones, what else are you are you hyped for coming up soon? Uh, well, I was going to say my geek therapy was the first episode of Killing Eve Season 2. But since we're doing Hype Train, I'm going to say Killing Eve <laughs> Season 2, Episode 2. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Oh, my God. That show is so good. Oh, cheater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found the loophole. You did. You did. <laughs> Brandon. I am pretty excited to see Shazam. I think that's going to be in the near future. Tomorrow, depending on if we get like the predicted 18 inches of snow, I might hold off. Um, but certainly, I think within the next few days or this weekend, I'm going to try to check that out. And I'm pretty excited to to see it. I, from all accounts, it's quite fun. I've avoided um, a, a lot of spoilers. I don't know if it's a very, very spoilery movie, but I've avoided them anyways. So I'm pretty pumped for it. Pretty hyped for it. Nice, nice. Laura? Much like Lauren, I found a loophole. (laughs) So my geek therapy for this week was going to be uh, Borderlands 2 and playing that with Josue because I got the hype for Borderlands 3. So I'm trying to play through all the Borderlands stuff so I can enjoy Borderlands 3 because I got on that Borderlands hype train way too late. (laughs) (laughs) Borderlands 3. I'm looking forward to it so, so much. I guess I always cheat because I always... You always use a hype train. I am always doing a hype train on Geek Therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing it uh, the opposite now. But uh, next week, there's a game coming out called Katana Zero that looks so cool. It's this indie game where you... Apparently, you visit a therapist throughout the game, but then you have this badass katana, and then you have like uh, the ability to see premonitions so the way that the game sets it up is that you go through the level as a premonition and then you go through it again for real so you kind of get a practice run and then you go through it i don't know if you're a ninja or what you are but she's wielding this badass katana and like you deflect bullets and it just looks so cool it's coming out next week there's a lot of stuff coming out this month but that's that's one that i'm really really excited about that sounds cool and when that comes out i will i will definitely stream it on Yay the Twitch channel. Woo. Speaking of the mm-hmm. Twitch channel, you can find us in so many places online, like the Twitch channel. Uh, Patrick O'Connor just joined the stream team again. He was originally like Woo. the first person to join the stream team, and then I kicked him out, but he's back. <laughs> and he's very excited. He's got all these ideas. He's going to like have extra credit for his psychology classes for his students if they come onto the <laughs> onto the stream <laughs> he's going to have like <laughs> test answers and and an extra credit it's um hey whatever we need to get those follows bribery, <laughs> bribery. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's he's super excited and you know we have he, he's reinvigorating uh the team with some some ideas and and it's always cool to have somebody you know with, with fresh ideas who who's excited so we'll be streaming more often mark is doing his his thing every week so is zach so definitely check out our twitch channel at twitch.tv slash geek therapy all the other community places are in the show notes so always be sure to check those out and the best place to find us is on twitter at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton. Uh, before we go, I do want to say we haven't done, we haven't pitched the question queue in a while, but I'd like to, uh, in the near future, do a, a, a question queue only episode. I think that would be fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely send mm-hmm. your questions in at geektherapy.com slash QQ. That's the letter Q followed by the letter Q. Geektherapy.com slash QQ. And send us questions or comments or things you'd like to hear us talk about on an upcoming question queue episode. If we don't get a question from Ali, I'm going to be very disappointed. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. We'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 